Rabbi Sai, before Chaim performs Martcha, there's a lot going on today. First thing, I want to welcome David back home. David Baldwin back home. Yeah. There's a there's a see there's a there's a picture that's flashing in my mind. It's I love this picture in Eretz Yisrael when you get to the airport. There's a big sign and it says Vishavu Vanim Ligvulam. Our children come back home, come back to their borders. And there's a picture, I don't know if it's up today, at different times of Israeli soldiers who are held captive. And I'm always so moved by that, by that big sign, the Shavu Vanim Lugvulam. They're waiting for the children to come back home, just to be in the right place where they belong, the Shavu Vanim Lugvulam. So I want to say on David, it's a Kim, the Shavu Vanim Lugvulam. Just so thankful that David is back here. Back with us, Gezunt, you should have Rufua Shlema, Bikar of Mamish, and the, I appreciate a lot that you're back here, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. I want to say that David's father has been a massive lesson to any human being on planet Earth. The whole world and David could testify to what I'm speaking is the truth, that the way David's father has been by his side, we live in a very shallow world. And when people think of chesed, they think of chesed like across the world. If you're nice to people like on the other side of the world, then the papers write about you. The ikr chesed is to your family. We're studying Sefer Bereshis. Avram Avinu, who's the epitome of chesed, the ikr kindness is he fought a war for his nephew, Light. The ikr kindness is to your family. It's not my claim. These are psukim. The smartest man who ever lived, Shleim HaMelech, says, Goimel nafsha yesh chesed. Somebody who's good to his family is a man of kindness. I beg you in the yeshiva, our goal is to produce people of kindness. We're Yidin, we're B'nai Avram. Always understand your wife first, your children first. Kindness with your family. Mi besar Don't ever forget your basar. Don't ever forget your flesh. Don't ever forget your family, ever. Be kind to your sister. Be kind to your brother. Always have in mind your family. And what Rabbi Yisrael Volkowitz has shown me and has inspired anybody who's watched him over these difficult, difficult months to see a father who's at loyally next to his son, Yoyma Malayla, Layla V'yoyim, the loyalty and the kindness that we are witnessing, all of us who are Zaycha to watch, Rabbi Yisrael, his kindness, I thank you, Rabbi Yisrael, for that inspiration. I thank you. That's chesed, that's chesed, that's the epitome of chesed. You'll look one day, you're going to look for a shidduch. People say, she volunteered for this, she volunteered. Those are cute things. I want to know how she is to her brother, guys. Don't, don't miss out on that point. The ikker kindness are to those right next to you, to the people next to you. Avram Avinu fought an entire war, for his nephew, was captured. He fought an entire war and endangered his life for his nephew. So I thank him, Israel. On the topic of kindness and on the topic of loyalty, we're zaycheh that we join families. 
with the Yid Rev Tillim, who's a Yid. Did I say the last name right, David? I said the last name. The, the kindness of this, of this Yid, who's been him and his sons, a man of kindness with a family of kindness, who David's Chavrusa is Rev Tillim's son. And if Tillam is somebody who's been loyally at the family side, we thank you for all the kindness that you've passed. Thank you. I want to do a lot of songs for David, but before Shki, I want to say, is Chez, is Chez here? Oh, he's running out, grab a drink. Yeah. <laughs> he's fasted. So. It is his father's yard sign. I want to say, I'm not Zeicha. I didn't know Chez's father, but I know him and his brother. And I want to say that the sincerity of the children is a tremendous edus on the father. I want to say that his father, in Oilam Abba, people do things on the yard site. For Le'ilu Nishmas, that it should be an elevation to the father. These are practical and real. Giving a gift, giving a gift to dad. But I want to say more than the fact that you fasted today, Davin for the Ahmed last night and today, the biggest elevation for his father is you see somebody who's kind and gentle and the beautiful family and life that Chez is building. That to me is a tremendous, tremendous Eloi for his father's neshama. And it's Pashat that the Tata Shataka's neshama should have an Aliyah. He should get good gifts. He's getting wonderful gifts from your behavior and your sincerity and the Kiddush Shemaim you are. It's, you are, it is Pashat. It's Pashat, it's Pashat. The gifts to the Tata are incredible as Neshama should have an Aliyah. Chez. Continuing, it's quite the day today. It's quite the day. I want to thank Reb Dovi. Reb Dovi pops in. The, the man put a year into the Yeshiva, but he put a lot into the Yeshiva. He is beloved here, and we appreciate. He's a busy working man. He took time off to come to Yeshiva, to say hello. He came to learn some Torah, to come to Musavad, but more just to give chizuk to his chaverim. I thank Reb Dovi for being here. Thank you, Reb Dovi. I have, I have, having David here, I want to share something precious, but we got the way, when we're emotional, we work with song. It's just the way we work here. So I want to do, we'll have Zevi Lax in a couple of minutes. I want Chaimel. I want Chaimel. We also, there's a very cheerful song when you get too soon. But I want to hear, maybe play David. We have to update him, the latest news in the yeshiva. If you play the most recent song, I like that a lot. Yeah, if you play that for Davido, we're going to do a few songs for you, Davis.
MJ, check out this song.
What song do you want to do? Six whole years? They know six whole years? You know it? You know six whole years? You guys all know?
more levit at the song, and then I want to start more servad for David. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let it all out. Stay up here, stay up here. Everybody has to get involved in this one. Are you, Mish? Yosef, everybody has to get involved in this one. Yosef, you're closing out the song today. How are you, Yosef? Nice to see you.
we get a broadcast up there? David, you're not only with love you never heard yet? Ooh. How do we attach it up there? Is Ashi here? We need to... Let's see if it's an extender. If not, we got to start. David has a long trip back, David. <laughs> Speaker, yeah, Shlaimi? He has a speaker. <laughs> we want only with only love. We'll save it now. Before he puts on, yet you're connected? Before he plays this song, remember the visual. Ki'ilu, there's a screen playing. Only love will save us now is you have to picture on the one hand riots, contentious political discussions, all masker, anti-masker, vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, all the nonsense. And then picture... David Volkwitz, his beautiful family, encouraging him. Picture the Tilla Mishpach and their kindness. Picture just watching all day Avrami Garden House, just being nice to the world. And those are the other scenes. Only love will save him, can save us now. Let's listen even till it, till it goes, till it goes. Then we have to do Musa. Maybe we'll get the whole song in. Whatever I show this for you. How much more are we gonna take? How many nights do we have? Let's just smell this is Zebby, Yasef and Zebby. How many tears are we gonna cry? We can't wish until the world runs dry.
I want to share on this precious day of, of David's return, I want to share a word. When there's love, it breaks the order of things. You go out of order. This word, really, it's on Parshas say this coming Parsha. And typically, I would wait till Wednesday or Thursday. It happens to be that we're not Zoycha to be together this coming Shabbos. Parshas Vayetze isn't out, so we won't be together. There's an idea in Vayetze that, um, appropriately, Vayetze, which means to go out, we're going out. So in Vayetze, we won't be together. There's an idea in Parshas Vayetze that specifically in this yeshiva, and David's return to this yeshiva, this vert is not, is not just an incredible vert, one of my favorite ideas in Kola Tarakula. But it's a mission statement of the yeshiva. We try so hard to be authentic and honest people. We spoke last week about self-awareness. And we, we speak a lot in the yeshiva, the demands of being an honest person. 
of engaging, embracing our situations, working through our own situations. And the word erluch, the word honesty and sincere, a lot of people are talking about Reb David Feinstein's humility, this great tzaddik and gadol that we lost, his humility. There was a certain honesty and realness. He didn't hide behind fanfare and fanciness. There was an honesty and realness that makes a person so powerful. I called up my Rebbe to thank him for what he gave me in my life. And I told Rebbe, this vert you told me guides me my whole life. I told him over the vert that he had taught me as a youngster. And I told him it's one of the greatest vert I ever heard in my life. It's not, I, we spoke about it in Yeshiva, but David wasn't here. Eliezer was a giant. Eliezer was a huge tzaddik. If you just want to know how great Eliezer was, our history, yours and mine, our whole history was started by the Avais and the Imais, by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, started our people. And Yitzchak needs a shidduch, and Avram wants somebody to choose a shidduch for Yitzchak. He wants somebody to decide our history. And he trusts Eliezer to decide our history, Diggy. He trusts, El- do you understand who Eliezer was? He says, I want you to pick a shidduch. I want you to pick a shidduch for Yitzchak Avinu. Our whole history rides on who this lady is. And Avram Avinu trusts Eliezer just to get a picture of the godless of Eliezer. He was a giant, a tzaddik. Any of us would have needed him. We would faint and collapse from his awesomeness, from his sidkus, from the greatness of Eliezer, from the greatest students of Avram Avinu. That's who Eliezer was. He comes to the house of Besuel Avi, and he has a message to Besuel that I want your daughter Rivka to marry my boss, my master's son, Yitzchak. He had, and they, when they met Eliezer six times in the Torah, it says the word ish. Ish means a chashiv. They saw an ish. They were dazzled by Eliezer. They were all sitting there. Oh boy. You have to picture a house of mediocrity. It's besuah, lovan, mediocre at best people. And in this house of mediocrity enters Eliezer. They're all like going out of their, Arais from Caleb, out of their minds. Average people, flawed people. And Eliezer, a Malach Hashem, an angel, walks into their house. They're all like, Lavan can't open his mouth. Besuel is like, is, they're dazzled by Eliezer. And Eliezer is going to talk to them. And in the Shom Aleichem, they're all seeing an ish. They can't believe this guy showed up to their house. They're all watching this Adam Gadol Mamish in their house. And all of a sudden, Eliezer speaks. Daber, they tell him you can speak. They first serve him food, this angel. Then they, he says, I don't want to eat. I want to talk to you. They're like, talk, Daber. And the first words he says is, I'm a slave. He had no reason to say that. Ebed Avram don't say I'm a servant. My Rebbe told, we're very into political correctness today. 
He wasn't a servant, he was a slave. And he said, Eben Avram Anoichi, I'm a slave. What did he need that for his mission? And the Gemara in Baba Kamatzadi Beis says that if you have a flaw, don't be afraid to say it. You are so powerful if you're secure, Rabbi Say. Don't be afraid of your past. Don't be afraid of your challenges. Don't be afraid of even imperfections. Don't be afraid. We live in a society that's so, <clears throat> so locked from shame. So many people feel puzzle and feel just, I'm, I, I'm messed up because when I was 16, I made a mistake. So many people, and I don't care if you were 43 and you made a mistake. So many people feel shamed. They feel like they're out of the game. And Eliezer looks Besuel's family in the face. He says, I am a slave. Shalom Aleichem. Now you might learn humility from there. I learn honesty. And I learned the power of being you. It's so disarming when you're true. We live in an age of PR. Everything's about perception, what others see of you. Make that perfect Facebook page. Put the social, and it matters how many likes you have on your account. Perception. Does reality count for anything anymore? You're in a yeshiva that cares about reality. We're not set up for perception. We're not so good at that game. We're not so good if you noticed when you wanted to come here, a person or two said, Waterbury, don't go there. We're not so good at the perception game. It's a flaw, a deep flaw of the yeshiva. It's a flaw we will keep forever. It's a flaw we learned all the way back from our avais of honesty and realness. Of be who you are, be who you are. Does it matter what people think? Yes, yes. But don't put it in front of reality. There are plenty of people who choose a lifetime of the way people think, perception over reality. I'm going to tell you something a little bit harsh and extreme. Please don't get lost in the muscle. I'm only bringing out a point. To most of us, this extreme is irrelevant. Do you know in a family of abuse, Rahman al-Itzlan, if a father was physical with his children, I'm talking about real abuse. Do you know families are quiet about quiet? It's a, it's a, there's a deal between the siblings. They never talk about it. <coughs> never. It remains silent. It's a pact of silence. It can last for decades. It can last till everybody's in the grave. It's a pact of silence. They suffer in silence. You would think the siblings would cry together what we've been through. They'll never once talk about it, never once. You'd think the two siblings say, wow, cried together, we went through pain. There's a pact of silence. Do you know why? The reason is, Pashtus is the family, the reality is not great. The reality at, at home is painful. What the family does is let's at least settle for a normal perception. At least perception of normalcy we have. And they'll choose perception over reality. They'll choose perception over reality. I asked the Bachar and the Yesheva, who I felt was a person who wasn't yet a Waterbury guy at the time, and I felt he was all about perception. I told him, if you had two choices, you could be millions of dollars and the comfort of a wealthy person, but nobody's allowed to know you're rich. The reality, you'll have all the comforts and joys 
and all the desires of the rich man, but nobody can know. Or people can perceive you as a millionaire, and everybody, all seven billion people, think you're rich and you don't have a penny to your name. I said, I have this bad feeling you would choose perception over reality. He said, welcome to a yeshiva that asks you to choose reality over perception. Reality, what's the truth? What's the truth? Between you and yourself, what's the truth? The Avais taught us a world of reality. We come from Yaakov Avinu and our parsha and told us, who's an ish tam. Rashi says tam, tmimus means that he doesn't, he's not a rama, he's not a faker, he's an honest person. Yaakov is our am, his honesty, is emes Yaakov, his honesty, in ishtam. I want to share something amazing with you. There's a chazal I studied when I was a youngster. This might be the best word I ever heard in my life. I'm going to ask Yaakov if it's one of his favorite. Rate it, Yaakov. I want you to hear this, Yaakov Koko. There's a cryptic chazal. I'm going to show you, Rabbi Say, how to learn a chazal. Yaakov, listen to this chazal. Cryptic chazal, and you're going to hear the Emma. Zevi, bring this back to Brooklyn. You have the whole New York City covered. Zevi, you ready? Listen to this chazal. Says Chazal that the Oynesh, listen to this verse, you, Mayor, you bring this to the West Coast, and Zevi has the East Coast cover, like this. Chazal say that the Oynesh of a Badai, the punishment of a liar, is even as truths are not believed. The Oynesh of a Badai is even as truths are not believed. Adkan Divrei Chazal, it's a Gemara, it's a Chazal. The Punishment of a liar is even as true as an happening. My whole life, Svi, I need you to spread this to Florida. My, you hear the Chazal? The punishment of a liar, the Einesh of a Badai, Chazal call it a Badai, a liar, is even as true as not believed. So I always thought that Chazal mean the boy who cried wolf. That if you say something, a lie enough, even when it's true, but nobody believes you. The boy you cried, wolf, wolf, people come running, wolf, wolf, people running. The einesh of a liar is even when it's true. The fire people yelled at me, and they said, we come so often for a false alarm, Rahman al-Litzlan, if something real happens, our people won't come fast. And they said, even to other places, you heard us, we come so often to fake calls, we won't respond to a real call. So that's what I always thought Chazal was saying. The einesh of a badai, the einesh of a liar, is even as truths are not believed. That's what I thought. Oh, Dovi, did I miss the real depth of Chazal. So I thought, the boy, you cried wolf. If you lie, even when you tell the truth, people are skeptical about you. That's a bad einesh, but I, don't, I think Chazal are saying much deeper, and I want every single guy to hear this. Lavan is the picture of a liar. Lavan is the picture, Lavan we know in Chazal is the Spitz liar. In English there's something called a foil. A foil is the hero and the opposite of the hero. The bad guy, the villain. And in very sophisticated writings, the villain is the exact opposite of the hero. Yaakov Avinu's foil is Lavan. Yaakov, who's the Ish Emes, the man of truth and honesty, and he works by Lavan, who's the Spitz Ganev, who's a liar. He's the epitome of a thief and a dishonest person. Now, 
Lavan, was Lavan good to his daughters? I ask you a question. Lavan had two daughters, Rachel and Leah. Was Rachel good to his daughters? You don't have to know a lot of Torah to know the answer. It's an open verse in our Torah. It's an open verse in the Torah, that Lavan was a horrible father. When Yaakov Avinu said to his wives, Rachel and Leah, let's leave the house of Lavan, Rachel and Leah respond, He treated us like a foreigner, like strangers. Our father treats us like strangers here. We have no nachla savinu. He was not good to his daughters. Is psukim in this week's parish and parishes vayetze open psukim. That is in parishes vayetze. We were treated like foreigners. They say no problem. We don't mind at all leaving the house of of love, and we were treated like foreigners. Was Yaakov Avinu good? Was Yaakov Avinu? I could read, I'll read that Pasuk to you. Vatan Rachel and Leah respond after being told that Yaakov Avinu wants to leave their father's house. You think we have any future here? We are like foreigners to him. He does not treat us well. Was Yaakov Avinu good to his wives? Is open sukkim in the Torah that he worked day and night for Rachel and Leah? Lavan, who's a liar. Lavan, who's bad to his children, in maybe one of the funniest sukkim in Tanakh, looks at Yaakov Avinu, who loves his wives, who works his head off to support them, and he says in this week's parsha. It's almost comical. I'm nervous you're going to be bad to my daughters. Are you serious? Are you out of your mind? I'm nervous that you might be when they part. He's nervous about his daughters. You filthy liar, love one. You're nervous in Tanas, but I say the tire is made. We're like foreigners to him. He's a stranger to us. And he says, I am nervous you'll mistreat my daughters. I told a friend of mine, there was a guy who learned in this yeshiva about 18 years ago in the base Medrash. He's an observer of life. He had a notebook of observations of life. One of the most intelligent, sophisticated people who ever learned in the yeshiva. So I said to this friend of mine, I said, I want to tell you that I've discovered a truth in the Torah. Liars don't just lie to other people. That's not the least of their lies. Liars lose a sense of truth. They don't know what's true anymore. If a liar would pass a lie detector test, I would not trust him. A lie detector says, you don't mean to lie. If he swore and he passed 50 lie detector tests, you shouldn't believe him because he doesn't know the truth. He's not lying to you. He has no idea. They lose a sense of truth. Lavan, who's terrible to his daughters, looks at Yaakov. I am nervous. You'll mistreat. Are you? Are you? What world do you live in? He doesn't. He doesn't know the truth. He looks at Yaakov. I'm nervous. You'll mistreat my daughters. The worst part about being a dishonest person 
is you lose a sense of what's true and not true. It's not others you lie to, you lose a sense of truth. My friend showed me in his notebook, this guy in the yeshiva 18 years ago, showed me in his, he's finished Shas many times at Talmud Chacham, he showed me in his notebook that he had an observation, not from the Torah, he made an observation, a lifetime, he wrote down things he observed, and he showed me in his notebook that he wrote, that I have an observation about liars as they don't know what's true anymore. They lose a sense of the truth. Everything's in the Torah. The einish of a liar is they lose a sense of truth. That is frightening. The greatest thing Hashem gives us, we discuss the bracha in the morning. Who gives the intellect, the bina, the knowledge. To differentiate between darkness and light. To differentiate between good and bad, true and false. One of the greatest gifts is the gift of avchana. That we're able to be mavchin, that we can distinguish between that which is true and that which is fake. It's a very important gift. All our lives we have to identify friend and foe who's good to us, who's bad to us. It's very dangerous if you don't know how to identify who's your friend, who's your foe. Very, very dangerous. Extremely dangerous. I have met somebody who's hurt in youth and they're very defensive, they're ready to attack you. That's a cool tool that they defend themselves. But another tool they need to learn is, hey, I'm not threatened by this person. Friend or foe, a basic tool of life. Good, bad. Friend, enemy, a basic tool. And Hashem gave us all the natural ability to distinguish between good and bad. The great punishment to a liar is that he loses a sense of truth. My friends, if we can go back to that profound chazal. It says, the oinesh of Abadai is even his truths are not believed. It does not mean he's the boy you cried wolf, so you and I think he's lying. If 100% I know he's telling the truth, don't believe him anyway. Rabbi, I'm telling you, I really, f- if he's a liar, and he means he really thinks what he's saying is the truth, don't believe him. Not because he's lying to you. You may have, well, you know, there are a lot of simonim. You know one of the signs if somebody's lying to you, they'll touch their nose. A sign, by the way, if somebody's lying to you, will touch their nose. Just a good sign. If you like body language, it doesn't mean every time a guy touches his nose, he might have a cold or something. But if a guy is lying to you, you'll see on your kids one day, when a guy's lying to you, He'll say, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we didn't go yesterday, we really didn't. He'll touch his nose a few times. Just watch it, watch out for in your own life, people touch their nose. Little kids, your children when they lie, they're very young. Kids naturally are usually pretty honest, but if they're scared, did you break that? No. They'll close, they'll go like this. It's somehow like I'm embarrassed to say it. So you cover your mouth. No, no, I didn't break it. I didn't break it. They'll cover the mouth. When you're older, you're more sophisticated. You don't cover your mouth. But people retain the habit of touching their nose. When a guy lies and is lying to you, he'll you often go to his nose. That's just people who read body language are into that. Let's say you know every sign of body language. And the guy is absolutely not lying to you. He didn't touch his nose once and you have ten other signs. He's not lying to you. Don't believe him. Because even when he means to tell the truth, he doesn't know the truth. 
That's the depth of Chazal, the Einish of Abadai, the liar, is even his truths are not believed, means even when he means to tell the truth. I know you're not lying. I, know. I just don't trust the way you see things. When a guy is a liar, you lose a sense of what's true or not. I want to say to us honest people, I want to say you've come to Yeshiva that asks a place of Musr, a place which demands of a person to be honest. If you notice, we give up by way of presentation. Why don't we, it, it, it would look so much better, we should be a smarter yeshiva and ask the guys present better. There's certainly a value in presenting good. Wearing good clothing is a very good value and one day you'll wear a hat and jacket, it's excellent. But we forego it temporarily because I want this place to be a place that a guy is not afraid to be honest who he is. What he is, what he's doing, that he's honest in here. That is the essence of this yeshiva. And I want to say the price of lying, chas v'shalom, that a guy can start losing a sense of what's true and not, that's, that's, that's chillingly dangerous. At the point you're completely out of touch. And you're saying this and doing things with no responsibility of what's true and what's not true. You're a dangerous father, you're a dangerous husband, you're a dangerous human being. Because you're not in touch with the truth. And I ask... I ask us all to think about this terrible einish of a liar. It, none of us would fit the category, chas v'shalom, of a liar. But the akpada, to really be makbid, to say the truth, as much as we can, whenever we can, akpada on emes, none of us want to ever lose that precious gift, lahavchen ben yoyim uvein layla, of differentiation, of distinction, of knowing what's good and what's bad, none of us want to ever, ever chas v'shalom lose that. The importance of keeping to honesty, of as best, really as best as we can, being authentic and honest people, to me this is great motivation, this vert, this vert is a tremendous motivation to honesty. So many people in so many ways, just they're not being honest with their story, they're not being honest with any part of their journey. Like anything, there are many madragas of this. We want serious madragas of emes. Serious madragas of truth, of sincerity, of authenticity, calling ourselves out for dishonesty. We never, chas v'shalom, want to lose the sense we're just clueless. Never. Nobody ever wants. We're all human. We make mistakes. But we never want to lose the sense that we can call out that mistake. That I know. If you know about airplanes, there are pilots that can get, in, it, they can get a disease and get confused what's up and what's down. Where something goes off and they literally lose a sense of what's up and what's down. The plane spins. There's a name to the condition of a pilot loses a sense of what's up and what's down. Vertigo is an inner ear infection which you lose balance. So it is connected to vertigo. This is like a deeper problem. People who have vertigo lose balance. It's an inner, they're in the inner ear and they have a tough time standing straight. This is like more extreme than vertigo. You lose a sense of what's up and what's down. Lying causes us to lose a sense of what's up and what's down. We never want to lose that. The importance of being an ish emes. We come from honest places. We come from Yaakov Avinu. Sincerity. Specifically, the best place. My Rebbe, I learned from him from nine years. The thing he spoke about most is honesty with money. It's one place. It's one place, a good starting place. Honest. To be an authentic, honest person. 
We have guys here, tremendous business minds, guys who are creative, who will do very big things. Always be honest, what I say. Deal with integrity, deal with honesty. Be honest. If you owe a dollar, pay a dollar. A dollar's not yours, don't touch it. We come from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, upon leaving, upon leaving um, the house of Lavan, he says a line that's so powerful, Zevi. Yaakov Avinu says, Mashashtas kol kelei. I went through all my utensils. I felt every penny. Ma matsasi mikol klei beisecha. He was by Lovin's house. Please listen to this, guys. He leaves Lovin's house after over 20 years, two decades of being there. Lovin robbed from him day and night. When you leave, when we leave a hotel, can we say we don't have a towel from the hotel? People stick and take. People have sticky fingers. Yaakov Avinu's in Lovin's house for two decades. He's with his entire family. And upon leaving Lovin's house, who stole from him day and night, he has every rationalization to take, you know, go out of the house, take a towel, say you don't return Lovin's towel. <laughs> the man robbed millions of dollars from you. And most of the, a lot of the money Lovin made came through Yaakov. And when Yaakov Avinu left Lovin's house, he says a statement. Mashashtas kol kelai. I went through every penny I owned. Did you find anything? You, you went through, you checked every utensil. Lava looked through all of Yaakov's stuff. Did you find a dime of yours? This is the Torah's made. This is not, Yaakov looks Lava in the face and the Torah records it so it's true. He says, Lavan, you looked at every penny I owned. Did you find the dollar that wasn't mine? Whew. That's a, I want every guy here to be able to say that claim in his life. Go through every penny I own. There's not a penny in my bank account, not a penny in my wallet that doesn't belong to me. That's, a, that's where we come from, Kevin. We come from that kind of honesty. He stood in the house of the lawyer for two decades, is leaving. It would be normal. You walk out, epis, a sheet that belonged to love. And then he's, he said, love, you checked every penny of mine. Did you find one thing that wasn't, maybe epis, you didn't find one thing that didn't belong to me. That's, that's Yaakov Avinu. That's from where we come, Alex. That's exactly where we come from. So I say to everybody here that Ashreinu Matayv Chalkeinu, the winner Yeshiva, specifically in a Yeshiva, that's a place of honesty. Very weird place. It's weird to be so honest. In a world of perception, in a world that's, that's living so much, who cares what is? It only matters what others see. You're in a place that it does matter what is. It does matter. I care more. Pesach ben Azman, I'm going to go home. I want a guy to be so developed, he's nice to his sister. I choose that over a guy in shul who looks so from that they all say, whoa. No, no, no. I want an errant sincerity, authenticity. They'll also say in shul, whoa, and we won't complain about that. That's a cool thing. But make sure it's authentic and real. Make sure the work is with honesty. So I wanted to share this word on Parashas Vayetze. I want to ask Yosef to sing a song, and then I want to say closing words to David before we end. If Yosef, if you can please, who has the guitar?
Something you want to do for David? I like that. Yosef composed this song. Listen to this song, Dubs. I want to I wanna say to the whole Hevra that we're in the month of Kislev. We're in the month of Kislev, and all of us know Hanukkah falls out in the month of Kislev. And the answer to darkness, Kislev is a very complicated month. We're in the winter. Everything's very exact. The Yom Tev of Hanukkah was the send-off into Gullus. The song we sing on Hanukkah is Ma'isur Yeshuasi, which is a review of our entire Golos. And Golos was dark and Golos was difficult. And Hanukkah is a very complex holiday, complex Chag. Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot were Zmanim of Geula, of redemption. When we left Pesach, started a period of tremendous tranquility. We left Mitzrayim ultimately to Yerushalayim, ultimately to freedom, to great years in our history. 
Shvois, we received the Torah and brought it into Eretz Yisrael. Sukkis, we were in the desert. Pesach, Shvois, and Sukkis celebrated all Chagim connected to Geula, to redemption. Chanukah is a very complex yamtiv because it did not lead. After Chanukah, we're, not, we're still in that Golos. It did not lead to freedom and to all just a, a, a life of celebration and a life of easiness. It's, it's, Hanukkah was really the send-off to last Yamta before Golos. And Hanukkah takes place, it, the days are getting are very dark, very early. You look outside, you can't believe it's only 5.30. It's dark, early. It's winter, the onset of winter. And Hanukkah teaches us that the answer, the answer in difficult times, in challenging times, is to be thankful to Hashem, gratitude. Gratitude, appreciation, and noticing the chesed Hashem is the greatest answer in all times of difficulties. It is a truth. It's not a pretend. To be thankful, to notice the kindnesses that we're surrounded by is huge. It's a huge part of healing. It's a huge part in difficult times is to grab on to gratitude. Gratitude takes everything that's temporary and makes it permanent. If somebody does for you and you're not appreciative, some say that they did it and it's done. If you're appreciative, it's eternal, it's forever. Two people who have gratitude to each other have a friendship that's forever. The main problem in marriage, two people have no gratitudes. She did my laundry, say there, a quick thank you. There's not appreciation. Appreciation equals relationship. I could do for you, you say thank you. You could do for me, I'll say thank you. If we appreciate each other, we have a relationship tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's forever. Appreciation, gratitude. The biggest secret to winter, the biggest secret to dark times is to notice the kindness of Hashem. I wish that we were welcoming David back and like we could just walk off into Geula. The reality is David's being driven back home with his father, with the, this tzaddik Rev Tillam Shlip. And the reality is that we're still in the middle of difficult times. Be'ez Hashem, we're seeing, we're seeing the light, we're seeing the Geula. But I want to say to everybody here that the biggest secret in a difficult times, amidst difficult times, is gratitude. Hold on to that which is perceived, that we see the goodness, and appreciate, appreciate, have gratitude to Hashem for His kindness. Have gratitude to see your father, to our friends, to all the people in our lives, all the brach in our life. Notice the good. Notice the good. Gratitude. This, this midah, this important midah of noticing the good. We live in a world of challenges. It's an oilam anasayin. Anybody being real, there are challenges. But there's so much kindness. The challenges, we don't always see why Hashem does. We don't always understand it. We don't always understand the challenges. But the goodness, see the goodness. I want to say, I want to say something to the guys. Whenever I look at the guys, and they're guys who move on, we're, we're together, we get to be together. Guys move on, it's a world of challenges. How can I hand somebody amuna, faith? The word amuna is thrown around a lot, faith. How do I, what, what does it mean, faith? 
It's so hard, things I don't understand. That's the hardest thing. If a Rebbe does, I'm so mad at him. I say, have faith that what he did is better for you. Who has faith? All of us trust our intellect, and to say Hashem is smarter is murder. A pretend person pays a lot of lip service to faith. I have thought about this question a long, long time. I'm going to end with this vart. Please listen to this vart. The song of Shabbos, Shabbos is the day of appreciation of Hashem. Please listen to a subtlety, my friends. On Shabbos Kodesh, we speak about the kindness of Hashem. Us Levim sing the song of Shabbos, Mizmah Shirli Yom Shabbos, is Toiv Lahaydes Lashem, is appreciating Hashem. Listen to these words. Lahagid ba boiker chastecha. Boiker is the morning, the good times. In the good times, I say thank you. And in the dark times, I have faith. Hashem, you're smarter, I accept. Moyu, I have a question. You get, this, is, this sums up our mission in life. The good times, Zevi, say to Hashem, thank you. Thank you, Hashem, that was wonderful. Friendship, Zevi lacks us here. Thank you, Hashem. The goal is for good times to say thank you. And for difficult times, Mayor, to have faith. It's very hard. Have faith. Hashem, you're smarter. Submission, you're smarter, Hashem. You know better. I don't understand. You know better. Viggy, how can I do that? So I want to tell you a verse. Did you notice, David, that the words, In the morning, the good times, I relate your kindness. I say thank you. So it should say, Baboiker, good times, morning, chastecha. Baleilois, emunasecha. It switched the words around. Subtle, Mayor. Lahagid baboiker, chastecha. The morning, I relate your kindness. So it should say, Ubaleilo, I have emuna. Doesn't say that. It says, emunascha, baleilo. Is the pshat, my friends, the only way to have faith is to have gratitude for the good times. I want to explain that. If you're lahagid baboiker chastecha, then the emuna is in place before the laila. Emunascha baleilois. Not the laila doesn't create emuna. The emuna is already there. I want to explain that. Agbacher once told me, Rebbe, I hate a certain Rebbe. I hate him. He told me for a while. One day he said, I want to explain how sick, what a demented person my Rebbe is. He said, could I share three stories that happened with him? And he told me three stories with his Rebbe. And when he told me the stories, I said, I'm going to be honest. He asked me to be honest. And I said, I can see your Rebbe side of things. I'm being honest. I'm not, I, I validate you, you don't see it that way. But I, it's hard for me to objectively say, I can't believe your Rebbe. But one thing I could say is you obviously have not felt his love. Because if you felt he loved you, you would see his side of things. At the point you felt the love, when a questionable thing would happen, you would say, you know what, I know he loves me, so give him the benefit of the doubt. You obviously doesn't, don't know he loves you. That I see. That's why you're not giving the benefit of the doubt. If we learn to see Hashem shows us hour by hour, minute by minute, how much he loves us. Just today to walk in and to see Dave here, Hashem loves me. 
just to feel friendship that Chaim Guri runs in this, the way Hashem, he was working, he's a working man who decided, I want to get involved, I want to give. And he got involved in the yeshiva and made us all richer for it. Hashem loves us. See, in kindness, we had a beautiful Shabbos. Learn to feel the love of Hashem. Learn to feel it. I'm not saying cheesy words, MJ. And I promise it's hard. Somebody could say, oh, okay, Hashem loves me. I'm talking about that a guy can feel it. That a guy, every bones like, like, oh my gosh, you like me. It's not easy. And it takes focus and thought. Learn in a real way to feel Hashem's love through good people he puts us around, through friendship, through a good father, through a good friend, through all sorts of means that Hashem puts in our lives. Feel the love. At the point you feel the love, there will be challenges. It's a world of challenges. But you'll have emunah, you'll have faith. Because at the point that I see you love me a lot, that, I'm not sure why you did it, but I just have faith. Picture two Rebbeim. One Rebbe you are convinced loves you. And another Rebbe you don't believe loves you. They both do the same questionable thing to you. But the one you know loves me, you say, okay, I, don't know. I don't know why I did that. Benefit of the doubt. You give him the benefit. That's Amunas Chabalelas. I can tap into Hashem smarter. I don't get it, but I know he loves me. I know he loves me. So even what we don't understand, we all need to grab on to Amuna, all the challenging things. We don't know a friend getting sick is we need to tap into Amuna, going through difficult treatments. Amuna, faith. It's difficult. Hashem's smart. It's difficult. We could get, play lip service. To feel that way, to believe it, to know it's true is difficult, really difficult. The way to get there is through gratitude. Feel all the blessings Hashem gives us. Recognize He loves me. Then I could say, I don't know why He did that, but I know He loves me. Faith. He's smarter. He has cheshbonus. But one thing I know for sure, He loves me. When you relate in the morning is kindness. The amunah is there. The is there already. So I say to us all, in this season where the month of Hanukkah falls out, let us really learn to appreciate the goodness. Soak it in. Dave is here today. Soak it in. Hashem is good to us. Soak it in. Soak in goodness. Feel you had a good football game. You enjoyed a good football game. Soak in the kindness of Hashem. Feel it in your bones. We had a delicious Shabbos. An Einig, then an after Einig, Einig. Sushi, then hard salami, and who knows what else. Soak in the goodness of Hashem. Feel it in your bones. Then and only then are you shayich There are things Hashem is smarter than you and I. Much smarter. He loves us. He cares about us. He does all the goodness for us. But we have to submit. The amunah in place through the difficult. All of us should be zeicher. To openly see chesed Hashem. We should feel the love of Hashem through the refuah of David Bez Hashem. We should see Besurus Tavis. We should see tremendous Besurus Tavis. And through our ability to have gratitude, to soak in. Gratitude is not a cheap slogan. 
It's not a bracelet that says anything on it. It's a deep-seated feeling inside our heart that we're appreciative to Hashem. If the bracelet helps, we attend to them. Excellent. I'm not putting that down in any which way. But let's get it, let's sear it into our bones, the appreciation to Hashem. And then, Bez Hashem, on the difficult things that are above our comprehension, we have Hemunah, we have faith, Hashem is smarter. Thank you, Rabbi Say. Thank you, Rabbi Say.